0: Chapter 13, verses 31 through 43 of Catina Aurea, Commentary on the Four Gospels, Collected of the Works of the Fathers, by St. Thomas Aquinas. Verses 31 and 32. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like to a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs. And becometh a tree so that the birds of the air come and lodge in the branches thereof chrysostom seeing the lord had said above that three parts of the seed perish and one only is preserved and of that one part there is much loss by reason of the tares that are sown upon it that none might say who then and how many shall they be that believe he removes this cause of fear by the parable of the mustard seed Therefore it is said, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like unto a grain of mustard seed. Jerome. The kingdom of heaven is the preaching of the gospel and the knowledge of the scriptures which leads to life, concerning which it is said to the Jews, The kingdom of God shall be taken from you. It is the kingdom of heaven thus understood which is likened to a grain of mustard seed. Augustine. A grain of mustard seed may allude to the warmth of faith, or to its property as antidote to poison. It follows, which a man took and sowed in his field. Jerome, the man who sows, is by most understood to be the Savior, who sows the seed in the minds of believers, but others the man himself who sows in his field, that is, in his own heart. Who indeed is he that soweth, but our own mind and understanding, which receiving the grain of preaching and nourishing it by the dew of faith makes it to spring up in the field of our own breast, which is the least of all seeds. The gospel preaching is the least of all the systems of the schools. At first view, it has not even the appearance of truth, announcing a man as God, God put to death, and proclaiming the offense of the cross. Compare this teaching with the dogmas of the philosophers, with their books, the splendor of their eloquence, the polish of their style, and you will see how the seed of the gospel is the least of all seeds. Chrysostom Or, the seed of the gospel is the least of seeds, because the disciples were weaker than the whole of mankind. Yet forasmuch as there was great might in them, their preaching spread throughout the whole world, and therefore it follows, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among herbs, that is, among dogmas. Augustine dogmas are the decisions of sex the points that is that they have determined jerome for the dogmas of philosophers when they have grown up show nothing of life or strength but watery and inspid they grow into grasses and other greens which quickly dry up and wither away but the gospel preaching though it seems small in its beginnings when sown in the mind of the hearer or upon the world comes up not a garden herb but a tree so that the birds of the air, which we must suppose to be either the souls of believers or the powers of God set free from slavery, come and abide in its branches. The branches of the gospel tree, which have grown of the grain of mustard seed, I suppose to signify the various dogmas in which each of the birds, as explained above, takes its rest. Let us then take the wings of the dove, that flying aloft we may dwell in the branches of this tree, and may make ourselves nests of doctrines, and soaring above earthly things may hasten towards heavenly. Hilary, Or the Lord compares himself to a grain of mustard seed, sharp to the taste and the least of all seeds, whose strength is extracted by bruising. Gregory. Christ himself is the grain of mustard seed, who, planted in the garden of the sepulchre, grew up into a great tree. He was the grain of seed when he died, and a tree when he rose again, a grain of seed in the humiliation of the flesh, a tree in the power of his majesty. Hilary This grain, then, when sown in the field, that is, when seized by the people and delivered to death, and, as it were, buried in the ground by a sowing of the body, grew up beyond the size of all herbs, and exceeded all the glory of the prophets. For the preaching of the prophets was allowed, as it were, Herbs to a sick man but now the birds of the air lodge in the branches of the tree by which we understand the apostles who put forth of christ's mites and overshadowing the world with their bows are a tree to which the gentiles flee in hope of life and having been tossed by the winds that is by the spirits of the devil may have rest in its branches gregory the birds lodge in its branches when holy souls that raise themselves aloft from thoughts of earth on wings of the virtues, breathe again from the troubles of this life in their words and comfortings. Verse 33. Another parable spake he unto them. The kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal, till the whole was leavened. Chrysostom. The same thing the Lord sets forth in this parable of the leaven, as much as to say to his disciples, As leaven changes into its own kind, much wheat flour, so ye change the whole world. Note here the wisdom of the Saviour. He first brings instances from nature, proving that as the one is possible, so is the other. And he says not simply, put, but hid, as much as to say, so ye, when ye shall be cast down by your enemies, then ye shall overcome them. And so leaven is needed in, without being destroyed, but gradually changes all things into its own nature, so shall it come to pass with your preaching. Fear ye not, then, because I said that many tribulations shall come upon you, for so shall ye shine forth, and shall overcome all. He says three measures to signify the great abundance, that definite number standing for an indefinite quantity. Jerome, the satum, is a kind of measure in use in Palestine, containing one modius and a half, Augustine, or the leaven signifies love, because it causes activity and fermentation. By the woman he means wisdom. By the three measures he intends either those three things in man, with the whole heart, with the whole soul, with the whole mind, or the three degrees of fruitfulness, the hundredfold, the sixtyfold, the thirtyfold, or those three kinds of men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, Rabanus. He says, until the whole was leavened, because that love implanted in our mind ought to grow until it changes the whole soul into its own perfection, which is begun here but is completed hereafter. Jerome, or otherwise, the woman who takes the leaven and hides it seems to me to be the apostolic preaching or the church gathered out of diverse nations. She takes the leaven, that is, the understanding of the scriptures. And hides it in three measures of meal, that the three, spirit, soul, and body, may be brought into one, and may not differ among themselves. Or otherwise, we read in Plato that there are three parts in the soul, reason, anger, and desire. So we also, if we have received the evangelical leaven of Holy Scripture, may possess in our own reason prudence, in our anger hatred against vice, in our desire love of the virtues, and this will all come to pass by evangelic teaching which our mother church has held out to us i will further mention an interpretation of some that the woman is the church who has mingled the faith of man in three measures of meal namely belief in the father the son and the holy spirit which when it has fermented into one lump brings us not to a threefold god but to the knowledge of one divinity this is a pious interpretation but parables and doubtful solutions of dark things can never bestow authority on dogmas. Hilary. or otherwise, the Lord compares himself to leaven, for leaven is produced from meal and communicates the power that it has received to a heap of its own kind. The woman, that is, the synagogue, taking this leaven hides it, that is, by the sentence of death, but it working in the three measures of meal, that is, equally in the law, the prophets, and the gospels, makes all one so that what the law ordains the prophets announce that is fulfilled in the developments of the gospels but many as i remember have thought that the three measures refer to the calling of the three nations out of shem ham and jephthah but i hardly think that the reason of the thing will allow this interpretation for though these three nations have indeed been called yet in them christ is shown and not hidden and in so great a multitude of unbelievers The whole cannot be said to be leavened. Verses 34 and 35. All these things spake Jesus unto the multitudes in parables, and without a parable spake he not unto them, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. Chrysostom. After the foregoing parables, that none might think that Christ was bringing forward anything new, the evangelist quotes the prophet, foretelling even this, and his manner of preaching. Mark's words are, And with many such parables spake he the word unto them, as they were able to hear it. So marvel not that, in speaking of the kingdom, he uses the similitudes of a seed and of leaven, for he was discoursing to common men who needed to be led forward by such aids. Rigmigius. The Greek word parable is rendered in Latin similitude, by which truth is explained, and an image or representation of the reality is set forth. Jerome. Yet he spoke not in parables to the disciples, but to the multitude, and even to this day the multitudes hear in parables, and therefore it is said, and without a parable spake he not unto them. Chrysostom, For though he had spoken many things not in parables, when not speaking before the multitudes, yet at this time spake he nothing without a parable. Augustine, Or this is said, not that he uttered nothing in plain words, but that he concluded no one discourse without introducing a parable in the course of it, though the chief part of the discourse might consist in a matter not figurative. And we may indeed find discourses of his parabolical thoughts throughout, but none direct throughout. And by a complete discourse, I mean the whole of what he says on any topic that may be brought before him by circumstances, before he leaves it and passes to a new subject. For sometimes one evangelist connects what another gives, as spoken at different times. The writer having in such a case followed not the order of events, but the order of connection in his own memory. The reason why he spake in parables, the evangelist subjoins, saying that it might be fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things kept secret from the foundation of the world. Jerome, this passage is taken from the 77th Psalm. I have seen copies which read, By Isaiah the prophet, instead of what we have adopted, and what the common text has, By the prophet from which reading popheri took an objection to the believers such was your evangelist's ignorance that he imputed to isaiah what is indeed found in the psalms jerome but because the text was not found in isaiah his name was i suppose therefore erased by such as had observed that but it seems to me that it was first written thus as was written by asoph the prophet saying for the 77th Psalm, out of which this text is taken, is ascribed to Asaph the prophet, and that the copyist, not understanding Asaph, and imputing it to error in the transcription, substituted the better known name Isaiah. For it should be known that not David only, but those others also, whose names are set before the Psalms, and hymns, and songs of God, are to be considered prophets, namely, Asaph, Edithum, and Heman the Israelite, and the rest who are named in Scripture. And so that which is spoken in the Lord's person, I will open my mouth in parables. If considered attentively, will be found to be a description of the departure of Israel out of Egypt, and a relation of all the wonders contained in the history of Exodus, by which we learn that all that is there written may be taken in a figurative way, and contains hidden sacraments, for this is what the Saviour is there made to preface by the words, I will open my mouth in parables, gloss, as though he had said, I who spoke before by the prophets, now in my own person will open my mouth in parables, and will bring forth out of my secret store mysteries which have been hidden ever since the foundation of the world. Verses 36 through 43. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house, and his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said unto them, He that soweth the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world, and the reapers are the angels. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, So shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Chrysostom. The Lord had spoken to the multitudes in parables, that he might induce them to ask him, of their meanings, yet though he had spoken so many things in parables, no man had yet asked him aught, and therefore he sends them away. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. None of the scribes followed him here, from which it is clear that they followed him for no other purpose than that they might catch him in his discourse. Jerome, the Lord sends away the multitude and enters the house that his disciples might come to him and ask him privately of those things which the people neither deserved to hear, nor were able. Rabanus, figuratively, having sent away the multitude of unquiet Jews, he enters the church of the Gentiles, and there expounds to believers heavenly sacraments, whence it follows, and his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. Chrysostom, before, though desirous to learn, they had feared to ask, but now they ask freely and confidently, because they had heard. To you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of heaven. And therefore they ask when alone, not envying the multitude to whom it was not so given. They pass over the parables of the leaven and the mustard seed as plain, and ask concerning the parable of the tares, which is some agreement with the foregoing parable concerning the seed, and show somewhat more than that. And accordingly, the Lord expounds it to them as it follows. He answered and said unto them, He that sows the good seed is the son of man. The Lord styles himself the son of man, that in that title he might set an example of humility, or perhaps it was to come to pass that certain heretics would deny him to be really man, or that through belief in his humanity we might ascend to knowledge of his divinity. Chrysostom, the field is the world, seeing it is he that sows his own field, it is plain that this present world is his, it follows, the good seed are the children of the kingdom. Rigmigius, that is, the saints and elect men, who are counted as sons. Augustine, the tares the Lord expounds to mean, not as Manichaeus interprets, certain spurious parts inserted among the true scriptures, but all the children of the evil one that is, the imitators of the fraud of the devil. As it follows, the tares are the children of the evil one, by whom he would have us understand all the wicked and impious. Id. For all weeds among corn are called tares. It follows, the enemy who sowed this is the devil. Chrysostom. For this is part of the wiles of the devil, to be ever mixing up truth with error. The harvest is the end of the world. In another place, he says speaking of the Samaritans, lift up your eyes and consider the fields, that they are already white for the harvest, and again, the harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few, in which words he speaks of the harvest as being already present. How then does he speak of it here as something yet to come? Because he has used the figure of the harvest in two significations. As he says there, that it is one that soweth and another that reapeth. But here it is the same who both sows and reaps. Indeed, there he brings forward the prophets, not to distinguish them from himself, but from the apostles, for Christ himself by his prophets sowed among the Jews and Samaritans. The figure of harvest is thus applied to two different things. Speaking of first conviction and turning to the faith, he calls that the harvest, as that in which the whole is accomplished. But when he inquires into the fruits ensuing upon the hearing, the word of God, then he calls the end of the world, the harvest, as here. by the harvest is denoted the day of judgment, in which the good are to be separated from the evil, which will be done by the ministry of angels, as it is said below, that the Son of Man shall come to judgment with his angels. As then the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of the world the son of man shall send forth his angels and they shall gather out of his kingdom all offences and them which do iniquity augustine out of that kingdom in which are no offences the kingdom then is his kingdom which is here namely the church id that the terrors are first separated signifies that by tribulation the wicked shall be separated from the righteous and this is understood to be performed by good angels because the good can discharge duties of punishment with a good spirit as a judge or as the law but the wicked cannot fulfil offices of mercy chrysostom or we may understand it of the kingdom of the heavenly church and then there will be held out here a twofold punishment first that they fall from glory as that is said and they shall gather out of his kingdom all offences to the end that no offenses should be seen in his kingdom, and then that they are burned, and they shall cast them into a furnace of fire. Jerome, the offenses are to be referred to the tares. Gloss, the offenses and them that do iniquity are to be distinguished as heretics and schismatics. The offenses referring to heretics, while by them that do iniquity, are to be understood schismatics. Otherwise, by offenses may be understood those that give their neighbor an occasion of falling, by those that do iniquity, all other sinners. Rabanus, Observe, he says, those that do iniquity, not those who have done, because not they who have turned to penance, but they only that abide in their sins are to be delivered to eternal torments. Chrysostom. Behold the unspeakable love of God towards men, He is ready to show mercy, slow to punish. When he sows, he sows himself. When he punishes, he punishes by others, sending his angels to that. It follows, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Rigmigius. In these words is shown the reality of the resurrection of the body, and further the twofold pains of hell, extreme heat and extreme cold. And, as the offenses are referred to the tares, So the righteous are reckoned among the children of the kingdom. Concerning whom it follows, Then the righteous shall shine as the sun in the kingdom of their father. For in the present world the light of the saints shines before men. But after the consummation of all things, the righteous themselves shall shine as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Chrysostom. Not that they shall not shine with higher brightness, but because we know no degree of brightness that surpasses that of the sun, therefore he uses an example adapted to our understanding. Rigmigius. That he says, then shall they shine, implies that they now shine for an example to others. But they shall then shine as the sun to the praise of God. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Rabbanus. That is, let him understand who has understanding because all these things are to be understood mystically and not literally. End of chapter 13, verses 31 through 43.